Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. Welcome to the Bourbon Library, episode 11. In this episode, we're drinking Fistful of Bourbon. And at first impression, we all agree. So have you guys had it before? Oh, yeah. You've had, had it? Yeah. At, 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 at your recommendation, I went and uh, found it. That, and that, and uh, this nice little uh, neck ring that says... Uh, Winner. International Spirit Challenge 2019 Double Gold Winner. And then the story, you had me on the story. I really wanted it to, to be good. It talked about, you know, the, the family story and the Irish whiskey and they're well known in over a hundred years of experience. And then they, they blended the five bourbons in that. And, uh, I wasn't doing for well, you. I was rooting for it. it had, man, it had a great, it had a great story. I gotta tell you, I was rooting hard for it. It tastes young. Many of the best bourbons, in my opinion, are ones aged six years and older. The best, best ones at 12 and older. Fistful doesn't focus on age statement, but instead focuses on its blend of five different bourbons that all work together to make its flavor profile. They break it down like this. One is sweet, balanced, and smooth. The second is green and leafy with floral notes. The third blend is warm spice and hints of nutmeg. The fourth has notes of buttery toffee. The fifth and final barrel is responsible for hints of cinnamon and licorice. Sounds pretty good, right? Definitely drool-worthy. Raymond Chandler is quoted saying, There is no bad whiskey. There are only some whiskeys that aren't as good as others. Now, there are definitely some whiskeys that would be considered bad, but Fistful isn't one of them. And judging a whiskey on its first sip wouldn't be doing it justice. So we sit back, we chat, and we sip on. They have over 100 years of blending experience doing Irish whiskeys. 100 years. That's a long time. The owner of Fistful is a company called William Grant & Sons, which is a family-owned Scottish distilling company founded in 1887, according to the Fistful website. William Grant & Sons makes some of the best spirits in the world, from Balvini to Glenfiddich to Hendrix Gin. Kelsey McKinney, the apprentice malt master for Balvini, is no joke. Along with Brian Kinsman, Fistful is the company's first foray into American whiskey, and I'm excited to see how it develops. At first taste, it tastes young, which is what I said the other night, and I stand by that. Right. I would say that it, as far as young goes, it's fine, and maybe in four years or six years, it, I could see how people would be like, hey, the new Fistful eight-year or something is really good. Like That wouldn't surprise me. Like I don't think it's a bad start. I just think it's starting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. My question is, their whole, and I guess you could keep doing it for whatever period of time, but their whole kind of marketing ploy is blending bourbons. Right. And it seems to me that they're blending some of their bourbons to hide some of the yucky flavors. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do three or four years from now? I mean, do you. From, a, mar- from a marketing standpoint? Well, yeah, I mean, let's say that five years from now, you come up with with one of the five is a really good bourbon and you want to sell that instead. As impressions start to settle, I get nervous because I kind of like this. 
It's well-balanced for sure, and you can taste it. I can also taste the 100 years of distilling experience. Don't get me wrong, it's not Weller, it's not Maker's Mark or Michter's. It's fistful, damn it. It's hard not to compare and to rely on all bourbons you've tasted in the past. But you have to taste the potential. And it's easy to see. They're onto something. How hard do you guys think from a consumer's point of view is it to like a, a young, modern, new bourbon? And how hard is it to make a good one? Well, yeah, I mean... Because wouldn't you have to wait four years after, you know, like a five-year business plan, wait four years to have yeah. maybe a good one? The people that are doing that well, Alec, are are getting master distillers from companies that have been making bourbon for a long time. Yeah, but then they're also buying off-label or white-label bourbon for the first five years until their bourbon's actually good. And they're right. building a brand like name recognition and label recognition. Yeah, but but they're they're doing that with the understanding that what they're putting in a barrel today is going to be good in five years. Right. Okay, so I need to say that when we recorded this episode, we didn't know it was made by William Grant & Sons. The marketing of a bottle and brand is kind of vague, and it's intentional. This is a guess, but if you look at the bottle, it has a font reminiscent of Westerns, and the name itself is an homage to a classic spaghetti Western made in the 60s. What's more American than that? An American whiskey from Scotland. Anyway, we started talking about how hard it is to enter a new market, and with whiskey, the industry is one that relies on the goodwill of its competitors. My dad went to explain, but froze. The uh, bourbon industry is very cooperative and co collaborative is the word I'm assuming he's trying to say before he froze. Hey, Dad, yeah, you're going in and out. It's, he's completely frozen for me. Is that I like that stupid look he's got on his face. <laughs> I hope somebody is screenshotting this. <laughs> well, I think it, well, I'm, I'm guessing what he's going to say is what I've long thought about craft beer too, is that they're more interested in working together often yes. than they are against each other, um, which I think is real. And you don't see that in a lot of industries, but they're better for it because the bourbon and the beer, et cetera, is they only elevate each other. They only serve to elevate each other. If they stay in their little world, they aren't going to get better. But if they branch out and they learn from each other, they're all, and, and well, that's what makes it so beautiful and sort of unique. And when it comes like food and beverage is like, everybody benefits from a better bourbon, from someone doing it right. And he's back. That doesn't mean they're going to give away any of their, you know, their successful secrets, but yep, they'll, they'll bail them out if they're in trouble, right? Help them out. I just love that. A rising tide floats all boats. You win, we all win. The watered down version of this bourbon is actually getting a little better. Yeah, Dad, I agree completely. Yeah. I'm That's enjoying it a lot. I enjoyed it the other day too. I like it in an old fashioned. It's good. Yeah, I would say I, maybe I, the I, newcomers I, like it. What's that? Maybe that's why the newcomers like it. That's a good point, uh, Dev. Yeah. It's a good cocktail bourbon. Ah. Time is starting to work its beautiful magic. The melting ice opening up the flavors in our eyes to its cinnamon and buttery toffee. I had tried Fistful a day earlier on the rocks. I enjoyed it. And now I was having it in an old fashioned, my favorite drink. It was perfect. 
I think it's because some people that are, you know, even younger than you, Alec, they're just getting into bourbon at, you know, just entering it. They are, uh, they're thinking that's really good compared to, uh, Canadian mix or (laughs) Jack Daniels. Well, I think Jack Daniels is pretty good because it's the same taste all the time, but like if you know what I mean, uh, a bottom shelf whiskey, you're thinking, damn, this is good. Right. Right. If you're just entering bourbon land. And that's all, you know, that's the only thing your palate's had better than the shit that you've been drinking in college. That might be, yeah, it's pretty good. Right. It's all, it's all perspective and like experience based. But much have, them, have them drink 1792 12 year and then they're never going to go back. If they, if, if they can appreciate the complexity and the flavors in that, you're assuming <laughs> because you appreciate it and like it, and just because you like it, there'll be somebody else that says, oh, no, you know, it's not, it's not that good. Or, you know, they'll, they'll t- pick it apart because we all have different palates. But you're assuming that somebody with that kind of green palate would appreciate that automatically because it's really good. You probably had to taste a lot of bad bourbon to that's, really be able to appreciate that. It required, in it's an acquired taste. That's a really good point, Tim. I gave uh, a bottle of Weller Special Reserve and a bottle of Blanton's to my uncle, Clark. Yeah. And he said that uh, they tried them side by side and, and couldn't tell the difference. So, mm-hmm. right, it just takes a little bit of time to develop that palate. This is something I really enjoy about bourbon. The more you drink, the more different bourbons you try and experience, the more your palate develops and opens up. We may not get to where Julian Van Winkle is, but it's somewhere. It's progress. We talk about this a lot, but so much of drinking whiskey is when and where and why. To a degree, right? Like Chandler said, there is no bad whiskey. There are only some whiskeys that aren't as good as others. Fistful is a quality bourbon, just not our favorite. I'm appreciating it now in some ways because I feel like I can kind of see where it could go. With right, time. right. If it mellowed out, you can yeah. see where it would. Yeah. yeah. And this so that's good. having tasted good bourbons as a result of that, right? right. Well, and bringing something that, and again, remember, this isn't a single bourbon. This is a blended bourbon of five different sources, right? Five mm. different mash bills, five different, you know, styles, if you will. But to me, it also needs more time in the wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. To to bring out some of those flavors and complexities. But again, they're blending it. So who knows what that would mean? If everything they blend it with, if they let it age a little bit longer, would it still would it taste like the same thing, but with a little more age in it? Probably yeah, there's- not. There's some hints of good stuff in the in the finish. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're right, Tim. It, who knows? Two or three years from now, maybe that harshness from the from the first taste goes away. Right. Right. And now is that is the is the good finish. As we start to soften, the bourbon moves its way from my head to my legs, and I feel relaxed and calm. The alcohol taking a hold of me, making me feel like everything's gonna be all right. We start looking at Fistful with rose-colored glasses. We see the positives in it. This 90-proof bourbon is only about $25, so it's a steal and it's something to keep in mind. If you aged it longer, it would have to cost more. So this art of blending and providing the best taste for that price is quality. We get to enjoy the hard work and nuance of Kelsey and Brian blending an affordable whiskey to the best of their ability.
and we can now see as the whiskey settles in us where they are going. I think the, the trick is to keep your eyes open and keep trying new stuff, right? Right. The bonus. Right. I, I agree. The bonus is finding the, the, the Weller 12 year and going, oh, wow, this is really good. Or the, the 1792 age 12 year and go, wow, this is better than I expected. Or, I think you know, Devin's going into his cupboard. Check out what he got yesterday. I would say a reoccurring theme is 12 years. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, 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 Devin, show him, show him what you got. As Devin goes to grab a bottle he found, I felt a spark of wonder, like being a kid. It's this feeling of excitement that gets harder to feel as you age. You find things you are passionate about to help facilitate these moments, and you dive into it, whatever it is for you. And in our case, we get to really taste the joy, the wonder, the excitement. And just so I don't leave you hanging, Devin had a bottle of Hancock Reserve. But it didn't really matter what he had. I'm just glad he found what he was looking for. It's just such a a fun a fun hobby, I guess, or passion, and it's like it transfers to people really, really well. And people it's an expensive ha- habit, though, hey? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's fleeting because it's always going away. Yeah. Every bottle I get, just well, that's the thing. I can't I can't build a library because I can't keep a book in stock. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you're an avid reader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, is, is you're right, is you have to be, it's like you got to accumulate without, you know, drinking it all, right? And then once you yeah. have so much, it's like you have so much that it's, it's like, too. Well, I won't drink it in a year or two years yeah. or in some cases longer, you know, depending on how avid a reader you are. Yeah. <laughs> But you I think know, the word is voracious. Voracious. Yeah, he's a voracious reader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, but that that's one of the nice things. Uh, your dad and I were talking about this. It's like we're at a certain point where it's nice. Like tonight, I want to have this. I'm going to try that. Or mm-hmm. when you're entertaining, you can do flights, which is a you know a big part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you know, if you wait until like seven eight o'clock sometimes yeah we don't drink as much before you go to bed (laughs) when you start at noon yeah you're gonna drink all the bourbon you get read on my friends read on that's it for this episode Until next time, to drink is to live. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.